All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. Messi takes everybody on. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. 2-0, and he's... What a World Cup for Megan Rapinoe! From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair... Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall. The teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars. And that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal. Soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. This is a Web Canopy Studio production. Welcome, everybody, to Dropping the Gloves with Tim and John, the dynamic duo. If we were a dynamic duo in hockey, Tim, who would we be? Would Uh, we be a deep pairing or a high-scoring forward pairing? I think I see us as I'm Gretzky, you're McSorley. Oh, my. Think highly of ourselves, do we? I I would take that, McSorley. You'd be more like a Charlie Huddy. I don't even know who that is. That's exactly my point. Charlie (laughs) Huddy. That you're perfect, Charlie Huddy. He was a good D man. You need to Google Charlie Huddy highlights. Someone did a really cool parody of him, like Charlie Huddy scores, and it's just like him scoring on his own net and him just like giving the puck away and just like doing terrible, terrible plays. He won a few Stanley Cups, so but it's just really funny. Anyways, welcome everybody to another episode of Dropping the Gloves. I hope everyone's doing well on this Friday evening, morning, afternoon, whenever. You were listening to this fine, fine podcast. Saturday, maybe even, if you're lazy. Who knows? I like to get on my podcast right when they come out, though. It makes me feel like I'm listening to a live. Right, Tim? It does. It does. And how are you doing, John? You look a little tired. You know what? Not too bad. This is our best sleeper, a little Eleanor. She is um, adapting nicely to life at home, which is such such a relief because you never know what you're going to get with a kid. Sometimes they scream all night. Sometimes they just won't fall asleep. Other times they like are out like the dead. So she is like a three hour sleeper. We'll show eat sleep for three, wake up for eat for like a half an hour then sleep for another three and kind of repeat rinse and repeat rinse, wash and repeat. So yeah, I, I can't complain because I don't really have to get up to feed her. So I just wake up a little bit and hear her cry and go, Danielle, like, <laughs> Come on, take care of it. Like, help me out here. Because there's nothing I can do as a dad. I just get Danielle's water. Danielle waters. And maybe throw out a stinky diaper every once in a while. But the first first six months, I I do nothing. I I take care of the other kids. That's my job, you know? I I do absolutely nothing for this baby at all. Just just tell us a little bit about bringing the baby home and getting to meet her sisters. Yeah, we, we picked her up in the car. (laughs) And <laughs> we drove home and the kid, like, I don't know. It's not that exciting. Like people have kids, the kid, the only issue is my kids, they think she's like a toy. And so they're always poking her and trying to like 
put a wubba in her mouth, a pacifier in her mouth or like, and it's just too much. Yeah. And when there's 10 hands, like consistently assaulting a 40 year old baby, you have to like set boundaries. So I find myself always just like, don't touch her. Don't go near, take one step back, take two steps back. Don't touch her. Go to your room. Like everyone back up because they just don't get it. Like she's still very frail. Her head is still not formed. Babies are like really, really, really frail at this age where you just kind of got to let them lay there, you know? So I, I just made up a rule like mom and dad are the only ones who can touch this baby unless you get permission. They don't listen to it, but that's, that's a rule that I try to enact. So <laughs> That's so funny. I never heard that yeah. before. No, ba- they think it's a toy. They're like, let me hold it. I want to hold it. And so we, we let them hold the baby sitting down. They're like, we want to hold it standing up. And we're like, okay, we want to hold it when we're walking around. And we're like, whoa, like they just keep upping the ante right away. And we're like, okay, let's, let's rein it back in. You guys don't get to touch the baby at all. That's where we're at now. Nobody touches the baby. So yeah, we're doing good. Can't complain. Doing good. Good. Yeah. I don't like that saying, Hey, how you doing? Can't complain. It's like, is that, are you doing good? Or are you doing bad? What you was the, what, I mean? what was the story you told last week about the dad up in Northport? Oh, I was trying to remember that. Don't even don't get even. me started. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I just think it's so vague. You, you can't complain. It's like, well, does that mean you're like, you're just okay? Like you're, you're fine. You're, you're sad. You just don't want to complain. I don't know. We're doing good. Life is good at the house. The baby's sleeping. The kids are great. Everybody, everybody's good. What about you, Tim? Have you, have you taken in? Our talk last week at all? Have you reevaluated your life a little bit? Or are you still kind of thinking everything's fine? No, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty good where I am right now, John. Thank you for asking. You're wearing camouflage shoulder caps on your shirt. T shirt. I'm just saying. It's a baseball shirt. You know when you throw when you go fishing, if if the bait you're using isn't that good? You're not going to catch many fish, Tim. Just, just throwing that out there. Oh, gosh. Thank you, John. Thanks. Thanks just for the saying, advice. Maybe the bait we've been using, we should probably switch it up. Instead of, instead of you know, some worms, maybe we can throw a couple minnows on there. Mix it up. Don't worry about me, man. I'm, I'm doing just fine. All right. He's holding back tears, everybody. We've, we've touched a nerve. He really likes that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, moving off. I feel like I'm turning into Dr. Phil a little bit every week or the, or the matchmaker. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. You and everybody else. Everyone's trying to hook you up with somebody. Are you the new um, Bachelor of Traverse City? A few people are, yeah. Have you seen that TV show? The Bachelor? Yeah. Yes, I have. Would you go on it? No, never. Why not? What's the point? It's fake. It's all it's all it's all fake. You find love. Would you be a contestant or one of the ones vying for love? Uh I wouldn't do either, but I guess I'd probably rather be the bachelor, right? I don't know. I think I'd like to be a contestant. You just go and kind of party. Try not to get eliminated. <laughs> it's funny, one of the shows that I was up for, that gladiator one with The Rock. They asked me to if I was interested in it. And I was like, yeah, sure. You know, that'd be fun. I said, yes. Well, tentative, yes. And then I saw who was like actually on the show. And they got like some heavy hitter athletes to be on the show. I'm like, yeah, I, I wouldn't have fit in that episode. Not a chance. Like they got Olympians and all-star, like big, big time football, baseball, basketball guys. I'm like, yeah, no one knows who I am. So I, it's probably a good thing they didn't pick me. Speaking of, of shows, have you watched Hamilton yet? No. Are you going to? Is that the Lynn Manuel Miranda? Yeah, no, yeah. Why, why would I watch that? It's like a musical. It's so good. I like. I I finally watched it this past weekend, and it's been. I'm, I've been listening to the soundtrack all week. It's literally that good. You want to know something hilarious? When I got traded to the Rangers, it was like I guess the the number one Broadway show in the world at the time. It had just came out, and it was like yeah, a hot ticket. 2015, I think. Someone asked. Yes, yeah, someone asked me if I want like in passing. One of the Rangers guys was like, hey do you want to take your wife to go see Hamilton? I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, yeah, Hamilton, like the biggest, the big Broadway show. I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not a geek. Like, no, beat it. I didn't say that. I'm actually a big Broadway guy. I, I went a lot as a kid, but I, I had no idea what it was. So I was like, no, thanks. I'll pass. I thought it was like some off Broadway production. I was like, no, I'm good. Then I find yeah. out like years later that it's the number one show. I still don't know who it's about. 
It's like Alexander Hamilton, who was one of the founding fathers, but it's like one of the biggest things in the world right now. And I was telling, talking to one of the the guys at work today about it. And he's like, who's Hamilton? Is that like the, the Shakespeare play? I'm like, no, that's Hamlet. You oh, dummy. Boy. Uh, I'm surprised it hasn't been boycotted with all the other statues out there being boycotted. Let's not go down that road, but yeah. So oh big news in the hockey world. Uh, we <laughs> kind of had a lot quickly. <laughs> we had a lot to cover going in here, but just in the last half hour, it's <sighs> funny. Huge, huge rainstorm in Edmonton. <laughs> that you just hate controversy. <laughs> I'm trying to save you from yourself, John. I know we're going to get some more one one star reviews. I'm so nervous. So a couple people gave us one star reviews, and Tim almost had like a. A conniption he was just so up oh, we're getting one star reviews i said something bad about i don't know what i said about COVID or something whatever give me another one star i don't care all moving right on. so and moving on huge storm in edmonton the Saw rogers that. center so the video has been trending online just in the last half hour or so uh it's pretty much underwater at this point there's water dripping from the ceiling there's you know a foot of water it's gushing in do you see the video john it's amazing it's startling yeah. How much like when when you told me that they were flooding, I figured it would be, you know, through the doors, maybe a little bit, like a couple inches. It is literally a river running through the rink. It's not just coming in from under the doors. It's spilling through the roof everywhere, every crevice that the water can get in. Water is funny. It finds a way to get in. Like there's there's no holding back water. And that's that is alarming. If I'm the organizers, if I'm the NHL, I'm panicking. Like, because you can't just clean up water damage like that. It's not just like something where you can go in and kind of wipe it clean with a paper towel. I My house flooded. It's a very, very big deal. Water just gets into everything. Absolutely everything. The ice is shot. Like, you, it's, that's a big deal. It's a big, big deal. What, what do you think? I know they said they could get it fixed by the time the return to play thing is supposed to start on August 1st. Do you, is that feasible? I don't think so. So, that- yeah, they, they released a statement 28 minutes ago talking about a significant storm came through. We are assessing the damage and at this time are confident that it will not hamper our planning and preparation. We'll be ready to host as one of the hub cities, et cetera, et cetera. Watching that video, I know we're two weeks away, but like you said, water gets everywhere. I don't know if it's still raining right now, but you have to imagine like if they didn't already have a backup backup plan, they're looking right now. They're, they're going to be scrambling, right? They're on the phone with Vegas right now. Be like, hey, we're, we're sorry. <laughs> it's like that ex you broke up with. And yeah. like, oh, man. Hey, honey. I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> because what happens if five or six days go by and there's still like no progress there? What if the seats are still? Well, here's the thing. You only really have to get the ice surface set and the locker rooms done. Everything else they don't need. They're not going to have fans. They're not going to have concessions. So all that stuff is sort of a blessing at this moment because you don't need anything but the ice and a locker room for the players, right? So if they focus all of their energy, all the man and women power they have to getting those sections set, then I guess we're in business. So I'm more concerned about the ice. You, you can't just all of a sudden overnight make a good sheet of ice. Edmonton probably had a nice sheet there ready to roll. They've been keeping that rink at a constant temperature. And now that shot, water's getting in, it's getting on the ice surface, and you're done. I'm, I'm guessing that water is not at freezing level. So that ice is going to melt, and you're going to have junk on it. You're going to have to melt the whole rink, clean it off, and start from scratch. And, like, you can't just make NHL-ready, world-class ice in a week, it takes like months to make a good, good ice surface that's solid, that's set, that has good consistency to it. Ah, man, I would be so upset if I was the Edmonton Oilers. I would be very upset. Like, here goes my home ice advantage. Yeah, and th- didn't they have like the best ice in the league to start with? They were up there, right? They're always number one. Always. Them and, them and um, actually Winnipeg had decent ice too, but Edmonton always was voted number one by the players. It just is really hard, really crisp. And it doesn't chunk. It doesn't flake when you turn. Sometimes when you get hard ice, it's too hard. So when you grind in, it just chips away. This ice was perfect texture. It was the perfect temperature. You would just glide. And for a big guy like me to glide like that, it takes a, like, it takes a lot. So it was noticeably different when you would step on that ice compared to 
any other ice in the league. So that's gone. And when you have Connor McDavid, you want to have the best ice possible for him to fly. So he, he can't be happy. The Oilers are probably a little bit nervous. There goes their home ice. Man, another kind of hurdle for this return to play. Right, but there's a couple of guys that, that aren't going to be playing regardless of, of the, whether this ice or whether it's Edmonton or not, right? Yes. So when we did the last episode, I said, across the board, I don't see anybody opting out. And I still stand by that. The, there's only six guys who opted out. And unlike baseball or basketball, these aren't really high-end guys. They're just kind of middle of the tier, even minor league guys who opted out. And it's expected to have a few guys. And what I said was, unless you have a underlying issue, most guys are going to play. And I, and I think that still kind of holds true. Right? Because, okay, let's go, let's go through the list. Do you want to just name them off? Sure. So the only six players known so far, uh, Flames defenseman Travis Hamanick. Good we'll player, start with him. Stud. Yeah, he's a good player, but he, yeah, I, I would, you know, he's a top four guy when he's on his game, but it's not him who has the issue. It's his family. He has a eight month old son or daughter, excuse me, who was hospitalized with a respiratory issue. So if you have an eight month old kid, there's no way you're going to jeopardize that and kind of bring something home to kind of potentially kill your child. So that was an easy one. Stay at home, Travis. Don't even take that risk. It's not worth it. The flames, well, they might win the cup, but it's not, it's not worth it whatsoever. That's an easy one. Who else? Uh, Sven Barchi. That's how you say it. Um, God, uh, God bless you. <laughs> Vancouver Canucks forward. He is not playing and he has not released the reason yet. Because he's probably a minor leaguer who's never played. He's a forward. He's, he's, a, he's a pro, but he's, yeah, he's not a, uh, he's a, he's not a star. He's a fringe player who's in and out of the lineup. So big deal. Okay, who else? Roman Polak, Stars defenseman. He didn't play at all this year. He said he wasn't going to return to the league at all. Like, he's already signed a contract in, I think, Czech Republic. So, even, like, right when this thing got locked down, he's like, I'm not returning, even if they return to play. I'm done. Like, I'm done with the NHL. So, he's done. Next is Mike Green, Edmonton Oilers. Forgot he he got traded. He was the one who was... A little, I, I was surprised by that, but he did cite some personal health reasons with his family. So there is something there. I, I was surprised because he didn't really get into um, specifics. So maybe there's something there, maybe there's not, but he did say like, I have some family health issues that I can't, uh, you know, play with. So there's that. Yeah. He's the biggest name on the list. Although, you know, he's not, he's not the player he used to be, obviously. But on an Edmonton team, he fits in perfectly on that team. He has some... <sighs> veteran experience when he played with Pittsburgh and Detroit like he he has been on some successful teams Washington so I don't think he played for Pittsburgh I'm misspeaking no Washington but he had like a a 75 point season as a defenseman with Washington when he was like 24 or something he's a really really good puck moving defenseman his listen he 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 doesn't play defense very well but when he gets in on the rush he can make that first pass he can get the play moving that's that's a hit for Edmonton. You know, they they were hoping for him to kind of maybe anchor one or two of the power plays. Who knows? So they're going to have to adjust with him being gone. That that's the biggest one. You know, that's the biggest team that's going to Mike Green. The, the Oilers will feel that. Yep. Uh, next, Stephen Camfer for the Bruins. Who cares? Bruins. Yeah, suck. he would have been on that thirty-five man team roster, but he was he would have been like eighth, ninth defenseman, so he was never going to play. He only played ten games this season. He and. His wife and son have a, a congenital defect and there are complications with the virus. If they do get COVID that could affect them. So totally understandable. Like when, when it comes to your family, you never, never want to jeopardize that. So I totally understand him kind of stepping back. Smart move, smart move. Uh, next Carl Alsner, who's on the Canadians right now. Our minor leaguer didn't play at all this year. Like he's, he's not going it's like what I said before he would not have played in the playoffs he would have been one of those guys who was just kind of taken along just in case two guys get hurt they're gonna throw Alsner in he's not going he's still gonna get paid he's there's no way he's gonna go and sit there for even if the Canadians play for two weeks like no he's not gonna play he opted out smart play by Alsner no thanks that's it that's it so not a huge list it'll be interesting to see if more like Max Domi still hasn't shown up Corey Crawford still hasn't shown up in Chicago. So there are some big names out there where there's a big question mark beside their name. I know Maxie has uh, type 1 diabetes. 
So that is a huge issue. If he gets this COVID thing, I don't know if there is a correlation between diabetes and this coronavirus thing, if that infect affects it, but who knows? Like diabetes is diabetes. It's very dangerous. So I can see him maybe taking the, uh, the smart play, opting out, not playing. Although, man, what an exciting first round with Montreal. Like, I don't know, like how it would be his, his first taste of playoff hockey and to, and to go in there and play Pittsburgh against Sid, the kid like that. I don't know how he can turn that down. So we'll see how those few kind of situations play out. There are some guys who are also holding out. You said Gaudreau has been held out. Tim, who else got held out because there's kind of uh, Oh, Pasternak, excuse me. Yep. Yeah, Pasternak is has been quote unquote unfit to play. So my guess is he's showing some symptoms. They're being careful. Um, there's no really risk to no reason to risk it right now. But uh, Joe Haggerty, who's a Bruins beat writer, tweeted earlier today that um, Bruce Cassidy said they're preparing to play with some time without him. Um, really? so it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out because that affects their entire lineup, all their lines. I mean, obviously he's their best uh, scoring forward for sure. And it'll be interesting to see what they did if he had to miss some serious time, considering there's well, really no, there's no, there's no wiggle room here. Every game is, is, is crucial. They don't have to play until the second week of August. So for him to say they're prepared to play for a significant time, that makes me think it's not coronavirus that he has something else going on. Maybe. Cause coronavirus, like, I'm not sure how long it lasts, but it can't last more than a month. Right. Well, it's, it's more about like, you have to have completely recovered before they're, you know, going to spend any time with your teammates again, right? Yeah. very. It's not just about getting better and being okay to play. I'm sure he feels fine right now, but. Yeah, that would be a massive hit to their team. That would be the, yeah, that would be the talk of the playoffs. They would get beat out in the first round if they didn't have him in the lineup. No. Yeah. What are your thoughts on, we didn't, we did not touch on this. The, um, the draft where they pulled names for who's going to get the draft choices and the NHL won the first pick overall. What do you think about that? Do you think that was rigged in any way to make it more exciting? Uh, it has to be, but I mean, I just felt devastated for the Detroit fans. I mean, the oh. season that they had and they can just get like one of the best players to come out of the draft in years. And they lost out on that. Just awful, awful. I think it was great for hockey because I despise tanking for a draft pick and that's exactly what they get. And wouldn't it be interesting? So the eight teams that will vie for that first overall pick are the eight teams that lose out in this opening round, the best of five series. So how cool would it be if a team like Pittsburgh or a team like Toronto lose out in the first round and they get the first overall pick? How wild would that be? If you get Lafernier to go in Toronto, that team would be lethal. It would be. It would be criminal how good that team would be. Because <sighs> it's, it's definitely it's a one in eight chance for any of these teams to get the first overall pick. Like, that's crazy. And there's some good teams that are going to be in this first round play-in series. And you think that's good for hockey? Oh, I think it's great for hockey. Why? I don't like teams tanking. Yeah, like but Ottawa and Detroit, they had no business even being in the NHL last year. Detroit yeah. was terrible. When I played in Buffalo and we were tanking for a draft pick – we had no business being in the NHL. We were terrible. Like we sure we would have done well in the AHL, but it was a joke how bad we were. Like it was, it was laughable. If I'm playing on the second and third line, there's an issue. There's a, there's an issue. <laughs> so like, it, it just got to the point where, like I said in previous episodes, like we knew we were going to lose going to the rink. We just didn't know how much we were going to lose by. Like we were just like, let's keep it close fellas. Like, let's try our hardest. Like, let's do this. Like we all tried, we worked our bag off, but we just didn't have any talent. So I, I don't think we should get rewarded for that. Like, yes, yes, we should get a, no. But isn't it better? Isn't it better for the NHL when Detroit is like a super team again, when they have a really good team and a really good player to, to be excited about, that's going to do a lot better for the league than this little one-time little tournament. They still would have been a good or a bad team, even if they would have, tried a little bit like they finished 20 to 30 points i think below the next lowest team yeah maybe i mean just like eichel and buffalo or maybe lafreniere is so good that he's you know he's crosby in pittsburgh he's he's uh kopitar in la where he takes a bad team and makes him a cup contender overnight yeah I, do, I i just don't like tanking i really don't i know the gm and oh no we're still competing it's like then well then you just 
gassed your whole your whole team, all your your good players. You traded away. Like Ottawa did it, Detroit did it. I don't know. I guess I just don't respect it. I didn't like it when they did it in Buffalo. For the players remaining there, you're just looking at your GM like, okay, well, all right. I guess we'll go out there and get you know curb stomped again because we have no one. Like our first line was like Steve Ott was on our first line. Steve is not a first line guy. You know what I mean? It's just Zygmus Gergensen was on our second line. It was it was laughable how bad we were. But anyways, I, I love playing there, but man, that just it was just not a fun time to get beat every game by like four goals. But anyways, so I'm glad Detroit did not get the first pick. I'm glad Detroit did not get the second pick. How much are you kicking yourself if you're the San Jose Sharks and you traded your first round pick? to Ottawa for Eric Carlson and you have to sit there and watch them take, I think they got the third pick with that selection or the fifth. I can't remember where they ended up, but man, San Jose. Oof. Oof. Woof. Oof indeed. Sports. Sports. Tim are coming back. And so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. And there's no better place to start than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. You got to get in the action for this week's big UFC fight. I'm very excited for that. Fight Island, Tim. They're back. Or you can check out odds on NASCAR, Formula One, and the Premier League. Can't wait for your team to come back. Bet Online has futures, odds including win totals, division winners, league championships or check out the daily simulations of madden and nba 2k to watch and wager on visit betonline.ag and use promo code blue wire to receive your new welcome bonus that's promo code blue wire it's one word blue wire bet online they are your online wagering experts Have you, talked to, have you talked to Jumbo at all in the last couple of weeks? I was actually just thinking today about texting him. I did get a rude text from an NHL guy. So I just, like I said, uh, I had my other kid. Al Stalock, starting goaltender for the Minnesota Wild, shot me a text. He says, hey, big guy, congratulations. Now you officially have more children than you did NHL goals. <laughs> like, unbelievable. Like, Honestly, still- though, how, do you think you're the only one who can say that? Well, no. Guys played who scored zero goals. But, know? like... Yeah. I guess maybe not for almost 300 games. That's a, t- <laughs> <laughs> that's a tough feat. If you played over 250 games and you have more kids than goals, you're doing something right in one department. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Most of the uh, – when you tweeted out the pictures the other day, you had a lot of uh, comments being like, John, time for another hobby or something. I know. Well, what do you want me to do? <laughs> so um, you mentioned Crawford real quick. He was another one that – is is not holding out he's quote-unquote unfit to play i'm guessing he's showing some some uh some symptoms and they're being careful and you know time will tell maybe maybe he's back on day two but day one today he wasn't on the ice but that begs the question that's a huge uh hole in their lineup who's going to play the net they got malcolm suban and colin delia i mean like who and who right so that would be a huge, huge loss, almost as big as Pasternak would be, maybe bigger. I think the that would be a, a bigger loss for them yeah. just because Corey has such experience. He's been a part of two cupped teams. He's a starting cup goaltender. Like To lose him, you're, you're done, especially against a team like Edmonton where they just put so much pressure on the opposing team's defense and goaltending. If you have a goalie back there that you're not confident with and you're a defenseman, you play a little bit different than you do when you have a goaltender back there who you know is going to make a save. So listen, Crow is a goalie who's been there before. He knows how to you know work with the defenseman. If they lose him, you can't put Colin Delia in there and expect him to win. There, there's no way because he would be their starter. He's their number two. Then if he falters, if he shows any sign of falter, they put Malcolm Subban in, who again is like he's not he's not good. Right. Like he, he's a third string goalie for a reason. So, man, I hope Corey's OK, because if they have any chance, he has to be in net. He has oh, yeah. to. Like that. That's he's a bigger loss for them than Pasternak is for Boston, I think. 
Agreed. And Drysdale is going to be foaming at the mouth with it, shooting on Malcolm Subban or even Dalia. Yeah. yeah. Well, even shooting a crowd like Crow's not a like he's not an all-star caliber goaltender. Like he he isn't. I wouldn't rank him as a top ten goaltender at this stage of his career. But he is a no. good goalie and he's a gamer where he can win you a game. Those other guys cannot win you a game. Like you just hope that they're in net, they make the saves that they should. You know what I mean? Because that, that's what you don't want is giving up easy goals. Like giving up a goal like Kane's goal in overtime in 2010. That goalie should have saved that. And, and those goals, if you give those up, like you're, you're done. Like you have no chance. Like you, you just, especially in a best of five series, if you lose one game off a fluke goal, that's a massive, massive deal. So I don't know. Hopefully he's okay. They're very tight-lipped in Chicago with any, any news, even the players. They, they don't let anything else. So we'll see. We'll see. They play Edmonton coming up in a couple of weeks. Who knows where they'll play if that Rogers centers opens up or not, but that is, um, man, that was going to be, I hope he's back because that is such an exciting series. When we That's... do our breakdowns next episode and the episodes following, that is the one I'm most excited for. Oh, that's the one I'm most excited for too. And, and it, there's, there's so many storylines to it. Cause it's kind of like the old guard versus the new it's kind of like, there's also the, the, the idea that Edmonton voted against the, the playoff structure. Cause they didn't want to play Patty Kane. So, you know, you know, there's, that's just uh, the bulletin board material, right? That's, that's all over the locker room for sure. Everyone knows it. So it'd be so interesting to see. There's just so much talent, so much personality on those teams. I think the whole, the whole league's going to be watching that series. That one will be the marquee matchup. And I don't want to go too much into this, but the three, the three ones that everyone's excited for, I think, Chicago, Edmonton, Toronto, Columbus, and then I am super interested for Winnipeg, Calgary. I think that's going to be such an interesting series. I do too. I What's do too. wrong, Tim? What's with the pause? No, I, I thought you were going to keep going. Yeah, no, I do too. And I think it's going to be interesting because everyone wants to see Calgary and uh, Edmonton play each other, right? They want to see just Cassian and Kachuk just beating the crap out of each other. So I think most of Canada will be pulling for those two teams just to see a matchup in the second round or third round whenever they go against each other. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to be rooting for that too from a couple thousand miles away. Yeah, there's a couple of storylines of every series, and we might get into one today, but I don't think we will. I think we want to save it for next episodes. But I just was reading an article about the Rangers and Henrik Lundqvist. I thought it would be a no-brainer that they would start him. And I don't want to go down this road too far, but there's a few teams where you don't know who the starting goaltender is going to be. And going into a playoff series, that is usually unheard of. Usually you have a clear-cut goaltender who's going to, you're going to ride, ride or die. That's it. And there is multiple teams where they don't know who their starting goaltender is going to be. The Minnesota Wild, the Arizona Coyotes, the Calgary Flames, like even, well, now the Chicago Blackhawks, the New York Rangers. Who is going to be these teams' starting goaltenders? Even Vegas Golden Knights, who are you going to start? Fleury or Laner? Like they have, a, a, that's a first world problem. You have two all-star goaltenders. Which one do you pick? Like any one of those guys can go to any team in the league most likely and they'd be their starter. Like what a, what a situation Vegas has, but we'll, we'll break that down in, in following episodes, but man, there's so many cool little storylines. So, okay, let's move on Tim. what are we going to talk about next? Uh, just one more quick note before we move on from the, Bla- uh, uh, the Blackhawks. Okay. I want to just mention uh, Brent Seabrook is practicing with the team. I saw that. Did you see that? Like, who, wow. Like, cause that was the one we thought like he was, his career was over, not just this season, but he was, he was packing it up. He was back with the team today. I think he's, he's, possibly uh we'll we'll skate with a team in the playoffs we'll see we'll see how the leg holds up and and see you know if his speed's there i'm sure it's not um but if he he can get back up that that would be quite a thing to see as well well here's the deal i don't want to get too excited because i don't we're not getting 2010 brent seabrook here when he comes back we're getting 2020 brent seabrook coming off a major injury so even if he is back even if he is you know healthy there's still a short, short leash on Seabzy. So he's better than their fifth and sixth guy, definitely. But he's also, listen, he's getting a little bit older. He's 35 years old. He's a big body. The game maybe has passed him on a little bit. So we'll see how he is out there. He's, he's a solid defenseman. So, hey, very exciting. But let's not just say, oh, oh, Seabzy's back. We're going to win the cup. Like, oh, this is massive. He's still 35. He's on the back, gosh, not even the back nine, probably the back two of his career. So 
I know. It's good to see him back out there. Imagine they put him and Dunksy together as their five six. How cool would that be? <laughs> yeah, and, Just, and uh Keith made a comment the other day, I think maybe yesterday, about um Adam Boquist, their first round pick last year, who we met yep. down at the thing, talking about he was the one who was like filling Keith in and what the drills were and what they were doing because Keith couldn't keep up or he wasn't paying attention. And they got this young kid just teaching this, you know, veteran 15 years older than him. What's, what's up with the, with the uh, drill that day. It's because cool Duncan's see. not paying attention. Like, like when Patty said, he's like, Duncan doesn't want to be there until the game starts. Like that guy, he does not want to practice. Have he, you seen, he, have you seen the pictures of him this week? His hair is, is he, down to his shoulders. It's really, really, really long. He looks like a medieval squire. He just does not care whatsoever what he looks like whatsoever he's just one of those guys you just no yeah doesn't care at all doesn't surprise me all right sam let's 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 switch it up here let's let's talk about some awards i know there's there's a couple that have been released the nominees do you want to go through those i think it'd be fun yeah so they've been releasing three nominees for each award pretty much on a daily basis here um one of the big ones is the ted Lindsay award which is i think it's the mvp as voted by the players right yes um so the three there so have you have you seen this list yet john I have not. So who who do you think they are? These are voted by the players. The Ted Lindsay Award for MVP. Yep. We should have Panarin. Yep. We should have Dreinsidel. Yep. And we should have McKinnon. Yep. All three. Oh, no kidding. Nailed it. Yeah. And Panarin will win. I think he could. I think, I he, think could. he will. He should. He should win it. He's definitely, yeah, the most valuable on, on his team for sure. Yeah. I, th- I think so. I know Dreinsidel's got, you know, video game numbers at this point, but when you look at just five on five, how he impacts his team, the amount of offense generated by that one player, I think Panarin is the better player. So another one that came out today, uh, three finalists for the Lady Bing. Any ideas there? This is going to be a hard one to guess. What is the Lady Bing again? Is that like That's the most valuable? Or, uh... Sportsmanship, gentlemanly conduct. No, I don't care. Ryan O'Reilly's always in there. Yep. See him again. Isn't it funny how the same guy always gets nominated every year? It's one of these ones like no one cares about. It's just like, oh, Lady Bing, let's just, oh, we're going to nominate Datsuk every year because he's just a good guy, apparently. Um, I don't know. Ryan O'Reilly, um, Blake Wheeler, and someone from Canadian. I don't know. Matthews, don't... Matthews and McKinnon. McKinnon again. Yep, two awards. What's interesting is, is, is Twitter's all talking about uh, – uh, Jak- Jacob Slavin from Carolina because mm-hmm. said no only one defenseman has won the Lady Bing since the 1950s and I think that was Brian Campbell that won that which is crazy to think about like you know how many how many shutdown defensemen are playing huge minutes without getting major penalties and you know and without putting up serious numbers um, and one of the names that comes up is Slavin this year because here's a, a tweet from Dmitry Filipovic said oh um, Dmitry oh cool yeah yeah she said <laughs> Thank you for telling me it was Dimitri Filipovic. You always have to, yeah, give credit. Um, he had just five penalties in 1,600 minutes this year, and two of them were puck over the glass. So talk about gentlemanly conduct. He's not getting in people's place, faces. He's not slashing, hacking, hitting from behind. He's not checking, and he's still putting up. He's, he's playing, you know, against the top defensive, the top offensive lines every night. That was a everyone was talking about him today that he should have been nominated. And who's this again? Uh, Jacob Slavin from Carolina. I think I picked him for my team. You did, yeah. Him and uh, was it Pesci? Was that the other guy? I wanna. I'm gonna trade him for my team. I don't want that type of player on my team. <laughs> Too soft for you? Too soft. He that award is the biggest chirp fest if you win that in the NHL. No, really? Oh, you get beaked nonstop. You don't want to win that award if you have any any kind of respect for yourself. No, it's just like um, I'm such a good guy and I don't get any penalties. You should get a few penalties if you're playing the game the right way. You should. Unless you're putting up Patrick Marlowe numbers, right? No, Patty gets penalties. Not really. He should. He talked about it this year with us. He's like, yeah, he had like like three or something. Um, yeah. I next lost one. a little bit of respect for Patty when he said that. Oh, come on. So next one. I, I think they'll give that award to Ryan O'Reilly again because he wins it every year. Probably. Uh, the Calder Trophy. Any guesses there? That's going to be McCarr. He's going to win it. Hughes and um, Capo Caco. <laughs> no, no, he didn't do, do much. Dominic Kubelik on uh, Chicago. It's going to be either Hughes or, or McCarr, probably McCarr. Although Hughes was pretty, he's pretty sick too. 
There was some slick rookies this year. There was this was a good rookie class, especially on the back end. Yeah, because the big the big snub was Adam Fox and the Rangers, yeah. and he put up like forty five points in his first year ever um, on on, an, on a, not a, a hugely offensive team. So that was pretty cool to see. Everyone was talking about him being a snub, but he never would have won over the other two anyway. Do you think he puts on that song? Dun, 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 Foxy. That song. Is when that he gets some, pumped, when he gets pumped up for a game, is that like Foxy an eighty thing or something? You don't know that song? Oh, grow up, Tim. My my humor is wasted on you. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, it's it must be an eighty song it's from a movie. Do, do, do. Foxy. Okay. Anyways, moving on. Kakar Makar is going to win it. Carl Makar. Kyle Makar. Kyle Makar. Kyle Makar. What's yeah. with these lame names? Or just. I don't know. Best hockey name ever. Quick, Tim. What's your favorite hockey name of all time? Uh, oh, I you're right. I have to think about it. What's yours? Hawk and Lube. <laughs> or and Lube. Brad Isbister. Twisted Rister. Because, because the announcer. Another ah, Twisted Rister from Brad Isbister. Oh, I Was love it, that. Were you telling me that you would say that when you shot the puck to yourself? Yeah, I, I played against him. Yeah. No, I wouldn't say it to myself. I would scream it from across the ice. I think I played against him in the AHL when he was with the Hartford Wolfpack. They had like all these NHL guys on their team, and I was just up and coming. And I would just – him and Dale Purinton and a few other guys. I think Wade Redden was there. And we would just chirp them nonstop. Let the kids play, you old bleep and bleep. It was just relentless. Dale Purinton was so scary – I like wouldn't even go near him because I like I thought he would like break me in half. He must have been on every steroid possible. He was just like it was really scary. Like I'm talking like this guy was muscle on top of muscle on top of muscle. He couldn't even move. He looked like he was carrying around a fridge on his back where he, when he would turn, it was just like <laughs> I'm like holy moly, man! Like maybe take it easy on the next cycle. Oh, <laughs> he's so bad at hockey. But anyways, no. I, who am I talking? Tell him calling people he's bad at hockey. Well, it's just funny that you, you just dropped uh, Wade Redden's name. So I was listening again to the Brian Campbell interview from a couple of weeks ago, and he, he he dropped the name too when he's talking about after winning the Cup in uh, 2010 with Chicago, and he kind of thought about like is he knew he knew he pretty much priced himself out of of staying in Chicago. He's going to hit the free agent market again, but the question was how much was he going to sign for, where was he going to go, and he talked about a lot of guys who were playing in the AHL that shouldn't have been because their contracts are just so big. So he's pretty conscientious of not signing like too big of a deal because he didn't want to be like Wade Redden, who's an NHL player playing in the AHL because he was he had like a five million dollar contract that no one would, no one would pay. Well, he had more than five million dollar Wade Redden. I think he was a little more than that. Really? But anyways, uh, yeah. If if you still think you got a little bit left, I feel like that's good. But if you really don't enjoy playing the NHL that much, it was so much more beneficial for those guys to play in the AHL. You did not have to pay escrow. You made. 10, 15% more. It was, you're living on easy street. You don't have to pay big taxes for the most part because you're most of those teams are in Florida or they're in like a Southern state. So the taxes aren't as high as they are in the big city. So there are benefits of playing the AHL. Like, don't get me wrong. When I got sent to St. John's, I made way more money than I would have made if I was going to stay in Montreal. So I'll I'll just throw way more. A noticeable jump, jump in my paycheck week to week. I thought, I thought you the I thought you made less when you go down. No, if you're on an NHL deal, you make NHL money wherever they send you. Oh, that's true. So I I think I was making like 700 that year, maybe 750. I went from making every two weeks, I don't know, I think I'd make 30 grand or something, to making like 45. I was like, this is great because <laughs> I wasn't getting that um, 12 to 15 percent off my check for escrow. And if you're Wade Redden, you're making, I don't know, 10 times that. Say he's making $7 million. Yeah. Like oh you're gosh. making $450,000 every two weeks instead of $300,000. Like that's a, that's a big chunk of change. That's, that's like a car, a nice car. Man, you would, you would have just hated having a normal life. Those, those are people's salaries. That's like an entire year for people. Like seven hundred grand, like Wade Redden? No, like $45,000. Yeah. I know. I, I definitely don't take that for granted. Like that's a lot of money. Oh, would like, you like I, a paycheck every two weeks to get like fourteen hundred dollars? Yeah. Oh, I do now. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, um, yeah, that's uh, I was very aware of how fortunate I was. So I saved a lot of that money. But like, yeah, going to the minors, you do make a lot more money. So Brian Campbell would have been making $10 million. But then he would have been making more if he would have got sent down. So yeah, there's that. That's why when I was in the minors, like I would buy dinners for the boys when I would like, like, all right, fellas, come on out. I'll, I'll treat. And it's not like we're going to high end places. We go to like Olive Garden and they'd be so jacked. I'm like, Oh my gosh, we're going to Olive Garden. I'm like, I'm <laughs> buying the bill was like 700 bucks. I'm like, least I can do. I'm making way more money down here. So, <laughs> um, so okay. Uh, the last one I want to touch on for the uh, finalists are the Jack Adams, three coaches. Any guesses? Do you want me to just tell you? Well, I, I would imagine it would be Bruce Cassidy. Yeah. I would imagine it would be who's leading in the West. I don't know. Just tell me. Elaine Vigneault and John Tortorella. How does Tort slide in there? He's doing a lot with less. I don't know. Yeah, but Columbus, if they were to stop the league, I don't think Columbus would have even been in the playoffs. Playoffs? So, all right, well. I would think who does Alan Vigneault coach Vancouver? Uh, I don't think he does anymore. Or is he New York Rangers? Tim, we're so bad right now. This is bad. This is bad radio. This is Flyers. bad broadcasting. Flyers. Oh, Flyers. I'm going to say it's not going to be Torts because he wouldn't. Mm, maybe Torts. I would love you know to see what? Cassidy win it. Well, obviously he was. You're such a homer. It's unbelievable. His third-year coaching has been nominated twice. Anybody could coach the Bruins. It's like coaching Team Canada, like I said. Come on. Oh, come on. They have like such a veteran team. Bergeron Bergeron probably coaches the team. It's a joke. I think Alan Vigneault will win that team because he pretty much took the same team that they've had in Philadelphia for the last five to ten years, and he's made them into a legit contender. I'll I'll say that. I'll take Vigneault. Vigneault. Vigneault for 2,000, Alex. Name that game show, Tim. Probably can't. You're so young. Jeopardy. Correct. No. What is Jeopardy? Wrong, <laughs> Tim. All right. Let's save the matchups for next week. Yeah. Any anything else, John? Um. No. I think um. I had a good week. We had we had a, a lot of action here at the house. The baby's home. Hockey's in full swing. Hopefully, hopefully they can get that Edmonton situation sorted out. But what? Okay. We'll end with this. Just say in three or four days, Edmondson says, you know what? We can't do it. It's still raining. Where do they go? Vegas. Do they go to Vegas or do they pick Vancouver because they're still worried about going to the States? Oh, good pick. Uh, Yeah, I guess they do Vancouver then. You're right. I didn't think of that. Yeah, I, I think the next choice would be Vancouver or don't call me crazy. They go to Toronto. And they just have every team in Toronto. They have enough rinks there. They have enough hotels. And everybody's just in that one city. Ooh. Don't call me crazy, but it could work. It could definitely work. There's enough, there's enough there to make it happen. So we'll see. Speaking of, of, of the, uh, the whole bubble thing, did you see in the NBA is already having all kinds of problems with players not adhering to the bubble? Yeah. Because, yeah, <laughs> like, they're not going to. They're yeah, not. they – one guy was in lockdown for two weeks because he accepted like an order from DoorDash or something, and you can't do that. So now he can't leave his room for two weeks, and he can't practice. How dense are you if you're going to go pick up Grubhub across the line yep. just to grab a quick burrito? He's like, oh, now i got to sit in my room for two weeks. Oopsie. Oopsie-daisy. <sighs> Dummies. It's going to happen in hockey. It's, it's bound to happen. There's going to be someone who sneaks out one night to go and have a pint with their buddies, and then they're busted. So... Boys will be boys, Tim. I guess that's the old adage, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I will. Let me give a shout out to my dentist. I, I went and got uh, my teeth checked up. He's like, hey, big fan. I was like, thanks, bro. Appreciate it. Dear Haven Dentistry, check them out. If you're ever in the Traverse City area and you got a little film on your tooth, go to Deer Haven. They'll treat you right. Dear Haven Dentistry, keep <laughs> teeth clean. <laughs> I, I better get a free cleaning next time. Is it the first time you talked to him? The first time you had him? I have not been to that dentist, and no kidding, four years. I haven't seen a dentist in four years. Isn't that, <laughs> I isn't that crazy? Two. It's been two for me. Well, it's just like we changed insurance um, when I left hockey. And I'm like, I'm not, I don't need to go to the dentist. 
Like, I'm fine. So I go in there like, it's been a while, Mr. Scott. I'm like, oh, I don't know what, a couple of years, like three and a half years. I was like, oh, oh boy. No cavities, no nothing. They're like, your teeth look beautiful. Like, you're nice. Right. You're darn right. Speaking of, did you ever get that insurance thing resolved? Remember you were like refusing to pay some bill last year? Yeah. It was, whatever happened with that? They send me into collection. <laughs> you're still refusing to pay? Refusing. The credit people called me and they said, hey, well, we got an outstanding bill. And I said, you're wasting your time, my man. I'm not paying it. And I told them the situation. <laughs> they're like, all right, sounds good. And they stopped calling me. <laughs> no way. I didn't so, know you could do that. Yeah. So that's it. And the only bummer thing is, is I can't send my kids there. And that was their like doctor's office. So I have to find a new doctor's office for my kid. So uh, okay, I'll figure it out. I'm so stubborn. The bill was only for a couple hundred dollars, but it's just a principle of the whole matter. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would have buckled over and paid it. You would have, you, you absolutely would have. And you I would have apologized. Hey, well, I'm so sorry. Like, no way. This is not my wrongdoing. You guys are just, it's uh, not doing it. So yeah, take that. Um, what, what is that? place is called we can bury them right now while we're at it like the, children, <laughs> the children's clinic or something they're garbage we're going to kids creek here in traverse city i'm looking forward to it heard they're good people yeah west front children's clinic garbage if you want your kids to get measles and <laughs> take them there because they're just dis- i'm gonna get sued for slander here i think you All could right, let's, move, let's move on but i'm gonna have the money to pay for it because i'm gonna get a dentistry um sponsorship so we're good so it all evens out, Tim. That's right. All right, everybody. Enough with this Traverse City talk. I know you don't care. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you entertaining us. You know, we really try to give you guys solid entertainment. So we'll try we'll try better next week. Cheers, everybody. Yeah. Have a good weekend. And watch Hamilton this weekend, John. No, I don't have Disney Plus. You can afford it. Well, I know. But I'm not <laughs> gonna get it. Bye, everybody. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter at Dropping Underscore Gloves for episode highlights, behind-the-scenes content, sneak peeks, and giveaways. Check out johnscottallstar.com slash shop for merchandise including t-shirts, hats, hoodies, and so much more. And please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's so important to helping us grow so we can keep delivering the hockey content and interviews with the players you love. Thanks, and see you next time.